0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Reanimated. This is Stuart. I'm uh, one of your hosts. I'm on the West Coast. And joining me from New York is A.J. Conrad this morning. Hello.
1: Good morning.
0: It's what's morning when we're recording. When you're listening to it, uh, happy evening. Uh, Enjoy the witching hour. Whatever time you're listening to this, um, we welcome you. Today we're talking about Dampier, a 2022 Italian horror film. Uh, And... Let's see if there's any news we can scrape up off the floor of the uh, mausoleum here, H.A. I feel like there's not a lot. It's a lot of people freaking out about how much they love handling the undead, which we talked about last week.
1: Yes. And so I think we're definitely going to have to get into that one without question.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be disturbing in a whole new way that we're not ready for
1: Uh Well, I will say, I because I'm trying not to completely spoil it for myself. So I did a very like, okay, like, just kind of a skim of some of the highlights of the regu- the reviews. But every single one kind of starts out with incredibly disturbing <laughs> and heartbreaking and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, You're so right? It's kind of what we thought it might be. So we'll we're gonna have to figure that out.
0: So pop a Valium and settle down to watch the film and try not to get too un- unhappy. Right, correct. Correct. Um, okay. Uh, and otherwise there was yeah, there's just not a whole lot else out there. I did see one headline from Variety uh Shinagawa Hiroshi to direct Japan US zombie mockumentary film called Among the Dead.
1: Hmm. Uh
0: this he's gonna be directing it. There's not a lot of information yet because it is it, variety, they tend to get out ahead of stuff. Um, but we can keep an eye on that uh as it develops. Um, any other news? What have you been up to? Anything exciting?
1: Nothing too exciting. I mean, honestly, it's been a weird, like, kind of, um, you know, vibe because, uh, there's just been, like, um, kind of, like, very, like, intense weather swings here. And that just makes, like, people behave in kind of insane ways, at least in New York City. So, um... So yeah, so that's been happening. Um, but, you know, it's winter getting through it, getting through it. <laughs> but yeah. um,
0: I was getting through winter uh, this week in Palm Springs, where I had to go for work. Just got back last night, so I am a little bit discombobulated. But uh, I'll tell you where I wouldn't want to be during the zombie apocalypse and it's Palm Springs.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I, it's It's kind of a rough place. Not a lot of water resources, right?
0: Not a lot of water, a lot of, uh, let's say, people enjoying their golden years. Yep. Um, so scary, scary for a couple of reasons. Uh, but yeah, happy to be back in the uh, foggy northern climes. And uh, and should we talk about, first of all, with Dampier? are you ready to get into it?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely ready to get into it. And maybe okay. we should talk about what a Dompier is from a mythological point of view.
0: Well, I can talk about what it is from a Dungeons & Dragons perspective because actually I've been playing a character who's a Dom P- or They spell it differently in D&D. It's like D H A M P I R. This one's D-A-M-P-Y-R. Uh, I feel like there are, they're usually like a half blood, I thought. Not necessarily this interpretation. Is that, what's your take?
1: Well, I mean, if you, because I looked up the whole mythology and the sort of the main Kind of legend and i think it's balkan is what they said okay um is uh i mean aren't
0: aren't all vampires kind of balkan in a way
1: sort of but there's slavic you know things and there's many in every culture there's like a vampire mythology but this seems to be like this particular one seems to have originated in the balkans Mm -hmm. um but the idea is that um this is uh dampier is essentially a half breed but like it is usually the uh much like a liger the the cross uh pollination of a human and a vampire typically a uh, male vampire and a human female they there was a thing and this is all from wikipedia folks so look it up um very rare cases of a female vampire with a, a human male which seems like that would be a hard thing to do given the nature of vampires but
0: why would they put That note in there that this is rare when we're talking about mythological, uh,
1: because this is you know in the mythologies, I suppose. Um, <laughs> okay. and then apparently, there's some sort of basis of this in that they not basis, but like where it may have come from is, um, you know, women who were widowed saying that their husband had come back as a vampire, um, because this was sort of the most common thing, um, and impregnated them, and perhaps cover for infidelity or something else but also um apparently some really uh some really you know uh like lothario lothario balkan men basically saying they were vampires in order to seduce women and not have to marry them so lots of things to think about in terms of this particular (laughs) mythology um but then obviously it's it's sort of spun off into some other things, including, I guess, D&D. So what happens in D&D? Oh,
0: uh, like there's not a whole lot to it. It's a kind of a flavor lineage that you can pick. Um, and you you can kind of write your own backstory a lot of the time as far as how you ended up being a Dompier. In my case, there was like an explosion of necromantic energy, energy as you want, as you might have, that just kind of transformed this character into a half undead who needs to now drink the blood to survive other cases it can be yeah you were you were raised to be a Dompier by a vampire but not necessarily like by your mom and dad but but like through a bite there's there's like kind of limitless ways in the in the structure of the game because uh anything goes that's what's so great about it
1: that's yeah what's so great about um it. and you know in in this particular movie and i guess this is also part of the thing is that dompiers would become um sort of vampire hunters um the thing that i did think not that it was a that was funny the funniest about this is that um there is there's some piece of like the the vampire slash dompire mythology that they are boneless so essentially they are kind of like slimy slimy and boneless no <laughs> bones. And I'm like, okay, how does that work? How do you even get around? That's um, a.
0: They did not go down that particular. They did not uh, go avenue. down that
1: path with uh, apparently D D, nor with this film. Um, but this film does go down the general, the sort of uh, vampire path where the vampire has impregnated a woman, and the domper is, you know, and it, it takes it, you know, it is like the vampire hunter type thing going on. But it adds a couple of interesting i don't know maybe twists i I, like there's a bit of this that we should should chat about so yeah so that sort of sets the table um pretty uh good cast in this Uh, like uh very pleased to see uh um governor the governor from the walking dead otherwise known as david morrissey um and um there's also a few other people in this that i've seen in other things um uh, Yuri was like very briefly in Game of Thrones as young Ned Stark. Um, that must have
0: been a, one of the flashbacks, I'm guessing. I don't even remember. Yeah,
1: it, it was, was very, very brief. But uh, Yuri is the sidekick of Harlan, our damper in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the other, the uh, what is his name? The the military guy,
0: uh, Ku uh, coo- something Kuyak. Coo,
1: kujak um so he is um... stuart martin
0: scottish actor
1: yep yep
0: which i did not uh i haven't seen him before but I thought he did a decent eastern european uh <laughs> accent there's the swedish model who you could tell as a model because she oh, yeah, struts and he, even when she's wearing like a like a super form covering outfit she uh, she's totally on the runway and you're like yeah that's that's a model walking there in yeah, her trench like coat. Yeah, like
1: they have this whole thing with her walking in the dark. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's totally walking down the runway without question, right?
0: <laughs> uh, it, was, it was good. She had a very recognizable strut. Um, any, any other performances stand out to you? What about Harlan? Oh, well, Wait.
1: he's in um, His Dark Materials in 2019. I don't know if you uh, saw that. I
0: haven't seen... I've seen like one season of that, and I don't remember... His face necessarily, but it looks like he had different haircuts in the past.
1: Oh yeah, he's uh but and he's Australian. Yep. Um so yeah. Um he's been in a lot of like indie and short films, so you know, I, I don't think he's quite as uh he does not have the the longer resume of like David Morrissey, obviously. Um and uh Stuart Martin, who's Koryak, 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 Koryak. Ooh, yeah,
0: or Emil, let's just call him Emil. All
1: right, and then um, there is uh, one more person that's in um, he is he's not in it for very long, though he has somewhat of a significant role and a little bit of a switcheroo, switcheroo role, or for me it was anyway. Um, but uh, Luke John Roberts, or Luke Roberts, um, who's an English actor, but he was in Black Sales, um. Yeah. If you saw that
0: i i seen all of black sales, but again, no recollection of this dude. I don't think he had a very significant like a huge role he
1: wasn't he and he also had a very, very brief part, like seriously in like I he's think in two
0: he scenes episode of, yeah. in
1: Game of Thrones oh, okay um, so and he's been in a lot of different things, but like nothing um, you know, I mean, he's been in a lot of things like Band of Brothers and like really. But but always as sort of like a very very like small role, um, and then in a bunch of uh, television shows and things like that. So, um, but anyway, um, all right. So um, I did. You find the budget for this film? I was unable. Well,
0: Wikipedia listed it at fifteen million. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't. When they have us, what's their resource? It's a, um, a, It's so- an Italian newspaper article.
1: So I would say, you know, that's a pretty significant budget. You can tell, like, that they definitely spent a lot of it or tried to spend a lot of it on effects. Um, they, it's definitely, it was sort of framed as a, like, a, a dramedy or a comedy or a, you know, horror comedy, whatever you want to call it. Um, I definitely think it has those moments, and there are some, like, really campy, funny moments. Um, I found it to be, like, there were some really good moments in it. Um, I personally found it very slow to watch. I don't know how you felt with the pacing. I ended up watching it on a faster speed on Netflix. Yeah,
0: I should have probably done that too. I was kind of falling asleep watching this a little bit. Not, it's not really fair. I'd had a really long day, but (laughs) it was just mostly at the end where it's like this kind of quiet conclusion of the film. I definitely had to rewind a few times. because I was like, oh, I've been asleep. I've been asleep for 30 seconds. Right. Uh, I need to go back and watch that. So, yeah. Um...
1: When you watch it on like a faster speed and it doesn't feel like it's sped up, that says something. <laughs> so I, you know, and and again, I I thought that they did. There were some really great things in this. I liked how they set certain things up. So, um, with all that in mind, um, and oh, I guess we should talk about who directed and wrote this, right?
0: Yeah. So screen uh, directed by Ricardo Camello. Or Chamello, I, I don't know how to pronounce Italian names. Mauro Boselli r- wrote the screenplay along with Giovanni Massi, Alberto Ostini, and Mauro Uze- Uze- Uzeo. Um And this is apparently the first of the Bonelli cinematic universe—the first story they're they're going to tell. Yeah, they that means
1: it's up for a sequel.
0: But I don't really know what the Bonelli cinematic universe. Is supposed to be. I mean, it might be. I think this is based on a comic. Does that? Track? It is
1: based on a comic. Um, and this came out. So it's interesting because I saw that this like supposedly came out in twenty twenty two, and then it was released on Netflix just this past fall. So I'm yeah. not sure if it was released elsewhere. Well, in before.
0: Italy, more than likely.
1: Italy, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it and- was
0: completely recorded and shot in English. Like they mm-hmm. made, there's even English graffiti like in yeah. the in the streets of Sarajevo or whatever that city's supposed to be. I, I will also, I think the the uh, sort of very um, indeterminate, in quotes, Balkan setting for this, I think is. Yeah, in the nineties, it's like okay, is it uh, Bosnia? You know, Herzegovina? Is it uh, sorry? You know, where 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 is this actually happening? And they never get more specific.
1: Well, you know, just with the reviews and things that I've read, um, it's supposed to be um, the Balkan War of the nineties. So that's the that's sort of the the setting. Yeah, I just wish they would say where. But it could be many places. I don't know. Um, But I would like even from the the opening scene it feels like it's much um earlier than the 1990s
0: well the opening scene is like in the 1800s right right so it was much earlier than the 1990s. But, uh, oh, no, but
1: even in the 1990s, some of the clothes and everything that people are wearing do not feel like they are in the 1990s, even no.
0: in. Oh, and yeah, like, uh, Harlan and his little buddy both have haircuts right out of the 70s for sure. And they're like, driving like in a a, a Trevi, a, a Trabant or a Lada or something, like a really, really old, um, Soviet era sedan. Right. I think they're trying to make it feel older. Um, but also, if I think I don't know if this was shot in Romania, but it kind of gives me Romania vibes just because of uh, these like huge forests. And it is very, you know, like they're sowing there. Definitely in the 90s, they were doing a lot of farm work by horse and wagon. And um, like Romania is kind of at a time capsule sometimes.
1: Yeah, it could be that. But uh,
0: And so it, it gave me it gave me a lot of that feeling um and they certainly were had no shortage of like ruined towns to shoot in for this film
1: true uh
0: but yeah so uh we this movie begins with the a sequence that i like to call red versus blue uh <laughs> where a woman's trying to have a baby she seems to want her husband or the her baby daddy to, to come but the three old young ladies don't want her baby daddy to come they are team blue he is team red Mm. um and this this, the rest of the scene goes as you might imagine
1: yeah with a lot of um blue and red shields happening
0: (laughs) red red versus blue like red cannot penetrate blue uh also there's a there's a kind of a funny line no it's not funny it's i don't think it's supposed to be funny it was it was delivered in all earnestness Two of the witches, I assume they're witches. I don't know what these ladies are. They're old and young. Um, sometimes they're old, sometimes they're young. They say, we'll take care of the mom. You keep him out. And so the chief witch is like, oh, I'm going to keep him out with my shield. Two seconds late. not two seconds, like 30 seconds later, they're like, the mom's dead. <laughs> they did such a bad job of taking care of the mother. Uh, in this, you know, I mean, obviously, childbirth—it's it's fraught with peril, especially in the 18th century or 19th century or whatever yeah. this is supposed to be happening. But uh, she died ludicrously quickly after they were like, "Don't worry, we're going to take care of the mother."
1: Yep, <laughs> and she just gone.
0: And she dies, but the baby's alive. Uh, this could be Harlan. I mean, mm-hmm. we kind of are led to believe that this is Harlan, Harlan later, although that would make him. Was it 1850 when this was going on?
1: I think so. I feel like
0: it said that in the beginning.
1: But the thing that's a little mysterious is that, you know, the guy from his village knows him and is like, oh, he never ages and whatever. But he has and and maybe his flashbacks are like really far back in time. <laughs> but that didn't it didn't seem to come across because when you imagine that Harlan Harlan would be less flip about his existence. It,
0: Unless he's really like he's damaged his brain so much through drinking moonshine that he Could can't be. remember. But yeah, he's like hundred and seventy or or you know, something and right. um doesn't look a day over twenty five right and and has like very young friends, right. So it does yeah, there there are some definite like question marks about Harlan and how. Um, his understanding of how old he is and what what his role is in the world because he also doesn't believe in the dompier or vampires, even right. though that's what everybody talks to him about all the time,
1: right. And when you think he would have some idea since if he like, is I'm two
0: I'm two hundred years old, but I don't believe in vampires. That's ridiculous,
1: right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, also, within those like one hundred and seventy years, probably given, how interested the dude was in his birth? Maybe he would have run into them before this, right? Just saying.
0: Oh yeah, unless, but he's really just kept a low profile. Uh, we do see one of the witches early on in the movie when he's running a scam with his best friend Yuri, Yuri. best friend slash lover. It
1: feels like that, right?
0: It kind of, I mean, very light, but they are really committed to each other. Uh, Yuri may be more committed. To, no, they're both they're both equally like committed to each other. They yeah. never they embrace, I think, one time at the end when Yuri's shuffling off. But it yeah, it kind of feels like there's something more there. But well, uh, he's
1: being family. So maybe they're just uh-oh. super, super close friends. Maybe they're chosen family. But uh, I'll say that to me, it did feel like a vibe of a couple a little bit.
0: A little bit. So- Definitely Yuri Yuri just wants to take care of Harlan because he's such a mess. Uh, and, and Harlan is doing that trophy kind of thing of like. Gifted in real air quotes there, because his gift doesn't like, yeah, they're they're taking advantage of his, quote unquote, gifts. He is drowning himself in alcohol and they're just they are just ripping off villagers who need them to come and do like some theatrical stuff about casting out evil spirits. But then this also like raises that question of like, so he's making all this of money off of this sideshow, pretending to be a Dampier when he actually is a Dampier. And it's, it's very confusing.
1: Well, it, again, more confusing because if he has been alive this long and knows that he's not aging, then probably he'd be a little less weird about all of this. Although maybe he is just sort of a, you know, hey, I'm just around and I need to eat. so i'm gonna come up with a scam to do that i don't know it does feel like his friend uh yuri is the one sort of pushing this particular scam um and he seems to just kind of go along with it and there are definitely like the the whole confidence men thing and the flim flam that they're running is you know relatively you know obvious and, and transparent but um and definitely plays upon the ignorance and the fear of the different, like, villages they're going to.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, on their, on their the in the pro column, they're really just doing this for food and alcohol. They're not asking for I, money. That,
1: I was going to say the stakes are relatively low. They're not. Yeah. It does, at least we didn't really see that they were taking money for this. They were, Yuri but, only
0: says it puts food on the table. Like, literally, that's all. <laughs> they're like, hey, uh, we have to eat something. So let's go to a village and do a let's stake some poor farmer's daughter in her grave.
1: Right, but they also it's not like they just take the food and run. They do seem to party quite a bit with the village people and <laughs> not of the song. um but, um, but yeah, that's that seems to be their existence. It doesn't seem to be beyond that. Um, so we only see like a little bit of what what's going on with these two in their scam. And in the meantime, we also have um the soldiers um that ha- are have encountered a village that's been basically wiped out um and unfortunately for uh, Harlan this guy that he grew up with or who saw him not age um after what happens in the village decides that he's going to go fetch Harlan
0: um yeah. that's Lazar right yeah yep.
1: and and look they they kind of i will say like the sets are pretty convincing though you know i i think they obviously retooled a few of these sets to just, you know, be what they were. But, um, like watching week- some of
0: these scenes at the in the village at those nighttime scenes, kind of yeah. had me remembering fondly, which is weird. Uh, Thirty Days of Night. I
1: don't know why. Yeah, no, it it had that it had that vibe definitely. Yeah. Um. Oh, and you know what? We totally forgot to mention one of the most sort of famous themes or movies, which is Blade, which is. He's oh. essentially that kind of a thing, though not quite the same um, method of creation.
0: Yeah, just a um, way more alcoholic version of Blade without the sword skills um, or without
1: the martial arts or anything kind of skills. <laughs>
0: He's, he really comes to this as a tabula rasa. So, yeah.
1: Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, this little village, I really liked the lighting. They did a great job of like setting up the tension here. Um, but again, the pacing just felt kind of slow throughout to me. Um, And so this was, but I really liked the atmosphere that they set up here. The, the reveal of the vampires. I mean, they basically set this up where the, the soldiers are kind of going through, they see the bodies of the, all these villagers um, with their blood drained. Um, And it's pretty, it's a pretty quick sort of uh, we're, we're going to get to this weird conclusion um it's a little bit obvious of the setup and then they go to the church um this is the one part though when they're setting this up with the soldiers that i was like i mean like they're supposed to be just i guess they're just seeing why the village has been wiped out and they're assuming it's other soldiers was that what we're supposed to believe again in the church yeah it wasn't totally clear what their purpose was here and why this village would be so important um oh
0: yeah, I guess uh well they were they probably had orders to retake or to strengthen it or something. One of them <laughs> says as they drive into the town and they see all the bodies, um, oh nice of them to let us know that the village had been retaken or something along those lines. Uh, okay. So it does it does feel like it's the their orders, this is their posting. They've been they've been sent out here. Maybe it's a, a strategic crossroads or something, but and you when actually from that first shot of the village, they pan out and the village is set out in the shape of a crucifix. Yeah. I mean, it might. It doesn't seem to make any difference. Uh, it's the, they don't even say the name of the village. I don't think at any no, point. They
1: and then you know, and then they get to the church, which is another like kind of key little place in this in this little story. And you know, they're looking at the bodies again. They're trying to figure out what this mystery is. And then, hey, lo and behold, the the old man who seems to be the lone survivor comes in, and you know, he's he seems like he's very upset, and he's. You know, he starts just saying, dump here, dump here, dump here. And Stefan, who is like the the kind of off the hook, horrible soldier, just shoots him.
0: I mean, so in doing this, Stefan has also been looking around kind of happily and being like, somebody had a good time in this town, looking at the death. Oh, in yeah, the bodies,
1: no, he sets himself up as like horrible from the beginning. And oh, and was-
0: also he's like the clear front runner to be made into a vampire. And oh, he yeah. does. He does get turned into a vampire later. So uh, if you remember Blood Red Sky, I think that's the name of that film that we saw. Uh, He's just like that that one flight attendant guy. But um, so while it is super it's super telegraphed and easy to predict that he's going to be turned into a vampire in this film, uh, the it doesn't go the same way, which is nice. His arc is actually blissfully kind of short lived in a way. Yeah,
1: I was glad they didn't do more with this. I was worried about it, but they they kept it pretty cut and dry with him and didn't draw it out too much. So it was just
0: I would like to see somebody maybe like flip this one on its head. Have the you know, just play around with the tropes. You don't have to, you know this movie is is kind of cut and dry a tropey. And there are you don't have to do that. Sometimes tropes are like a security blanket. It makes you feel warm and fuzzy that you kind of know where this is going and it's fun. But I think you can and you should subvert those more more often than
1: not. And we should also mention uh, Stefan is played by. um,
0: Yeah, you go ahead and pronounce this guy's name.
1: I'm going to get this wrong, but I think it's Ionut Grama, um, and he is a Romanian actor, and he seems to be in like a ton of horror films.
0: Yeah, there's a handful Um, of Romanians uh, on this cast, which is why, again, I also think that this was probably shot in maybe, maybe it was shot in, in Romania.
1: But he's definitely, you know, he's in a ton of horror films. That seems to be mainly what he's been in, but in some TV and some other things. But um, yeah. But I think he plays as well. Like he makes you hate him pretty quickly. So oh yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, so anyway, they, we have this group of soldiers. They got a mystery. They got to figure out what's going on. Um, and the entrance of the vampires is, again, pretty obvious. Two men on guard. They get taken out. Um, the entrance of the main, um... When they get
0: taken out by uh, Blondie by Frida oh, yeah. Gustafsson. We don't know her name yet. Uh, we can we can get to that later if you want, or we can have a chuckle I know about we it. We can now.
1: reveal it now, which I think it, her name is Tesla, which I think is very funny.
0: Tesla Dupcheck. She never says her last name, but it's whatever. Reason. It's in the credits because she is a significant character. Yeah, but she... Tesla comes out all bent over and is like help i need help and the two guards are you know being well one of them is just like come here sit on my lap sweetie or whatever and you're like he's dead that's you know yeah. uh but she's she starts walking toward them all hunched over and bent and and as soon as she gets a little closer and you see her face and she starts to smile then yeah. suddenly she's strutting toward them again like she's like she's in milan and you're like uh if if i was these guys, what I forget what their names were, but they had it was like Jack or something. Uh maybe run away. Maybe, maybe don't think that she still needs help because she changes everything about her. I mean she's it's, it's too late. She's gonna kill them. But
1: her her, her little fake uh here is not very long lived and no. she starts strutting relatively quickly. Um so yeah, it's I think that the idea that this is a ruse should probably have occurred to them. It was like <laughs> Pascal and someone else I think um but um and that's when you know the soldiers after they see what's happened they hear the gunshots they uh don't know what to do um because this is like something they never encountered before and that's when they have the great idea to go after the, to get the dampier um and that's you know and and we see like when we see Uri and um harlan doing their like little scam well it's like well what are, what help is this going to be and so i do think that they build this nice little like low expectation of what harlan can actually do
0: yeah that's that's true so that gives him way more arc because he starts off literally kind of useless he's good at theatrics like that's the only his skill set
1: give the audience kind of a hint that there may be more to him is that he keeps having these weird nightmares about You know, his dad telling him to come to him. But, you know, that might just be the normal course of any man's life. I don't know.
0: I have those dreams constantly. You'd be amazed. (laughs) Um, What's funny here, though, also is so the the some of the soldiers survived this first night of the vampire attack. I don't really remember how they survive. It feels like they should have all been killed the first night.
1: Probably should have all been killed. And I don't they didn't really show how they survived. So that was kind of strange.
0: But- yeah, the second. So during the day now, Lazar, the long, long blonde hair guy is mm-hmm. kind of freaking out and he was kind of in cahoots, not in cahoots, but he was agreeing with the old man. Uh, we need to, like this seems like a bad place. We do need to get the dump here. And so he starts yelling and talking to Emil and being like, we need to get the Dompier here, here right away. Very uh, panicked. And so Emil is like, fine, go get the Dompier. It's dawn. Uh, but Lazar is able to just drive out into quote, the Balkans and find Harlan yeah,
1: ran- randomly in this random village. How would he even know where he is?
0: Same day and bring him back. Um, the Balkans is like 10 countries. Much <laughs> okay, like, much, in-
1: much like Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead. And walking dead, he yeah. manages to cover a lot of ground very quickly with no communication that we have seen. Yeah. Um, and manages to narrow in on them. So maybe he has a little bit of a Dompier compass. We don't know.
0: Maybe. Maybe he does. Uh either way, so Lazar collects Harlan and Yuri. It's quite abrupt and and rude. Um, and they take them at gunpoint uh and drive them back to the village to to meet Emil, where um <laughs> I mean, you say this is a dark comedy i I don't feel like it was written specific like on purpose to be one, but there are funny scenes um and I, some of it comes some- down to the performance by uh Stuart Martin and um Wade Briggs in this scene where they talk about you're a you're a dumpier and you're gonna we've got a vampire problem and you're gonna solve it
1: yeah I mean, I think it is a little bit of a dark comedy. I mean, at least it's like. They are definitely playing up, um, like, the campiness. Um, So I definitely think that that's that's a piece of this. This isn't, like, heavy and dramatic. I do think it's meant to be a little bit overly dramatic and somewhat silly, um, but fun. And I think they get there in some scenes. um, But again, I feel like the pacing made it feel less funny to me. Um, so I mm-hmm. think if they've sped it up a little bit, that would have actually gone a long way to making this, like, a, for me anyway, a little bit more successful in Landing better. Um But yeah, the I feel like the actors were having fun, though, and there were some really great interactions between these two characters.
0: Well, Stuart Martin has decided that Emil's a real close talker. So mm-hmm. anytime he's having a serious conversation with someone, he might also accidentally make out with them, it feels like. Uh, oh, this it's is... so
1: close. But I feel like it's a deliberate choice, no?
0: Uh, definitely, because it happens. He he does this with almost everybody he talks to. Like, he did this with Lazar earlier. He's doing it very close with Harlan. Like, two chairs, right... You know, they've. I think they're both Rikering on their chairs. They're both sitting on them backwards or something. Their faces are, you know, millimeters apart. Yeah. Um, And Har- this is where Harlan's telling him he's a dumbass because there's no such thing as vampires. And we're all scratching our heads by the end of the movie, remembering back to this line about how you know how do you think this 200 year old harlan draka your last name is draka
1: i know right (laughs) it is in
0: the credits anyway uh yeah so the they so Emil's plan is to just give uh harlan a gun and make him stay outside while the rest of them sleep inside yuri included and it um Harlan finds some alcohol and then wanders around. Uh, I think he goes to the church and there he meets Tesla, who is doing the same act she did the night before. Help me. Uh, I need help. But also she has pretty good instincts because she can sniff the dompier on him before she attacks him,
1: but she's got to get pretty close to do it. That's true. biting him but Bo-
0: Bojan or boyan, the 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 guy with the funky hair on the cover of the movie poster he does not sniff it out and he actually um, gives him a, a slash of, of talons across his chest which then like
1: does not dissol- go well for it d- Like
0: Yeah, it dissolves his hand. Yeah. Um. And so really Harlan's magical powers as a Dompier are to get his ass kicked uh, and then that will injure <laughs> his attackers. So he's definitely not a blade. Uh, I think he does he does like kill a, a vampire in this scene too by putting his hands around his neck like he's trying to choke him but he doesn't even have to like he just has to touch it and it starts to burn yeah it's kind of a cool power i guess if you're fighting vampires uh it turns out he also has a healing factor because he gets shot um and all those scra- scratches he gets in this fight heal so that's pretty cool i don't know as far as superpowers go and I think it is really just scratching the surface because I think he does some other stuff toward the end of the movie.
1: Yeah. But um, I think he has to embrace his true self.
0: And this is this is also the scene where uh, David Morrissey's character gets introduced because he is suddenly looking through Tesla's eyes. Mm-hmm. And um, can we talk a little bit about his character design? Yeah. Yeah. Hit me, H.A. I know you've probably got feelings about it.
1: Well... I I would say that given the budget of the movie, they probably could have had a better wig for him. It um, feels like
0: it must have been the character. The character must have been drawn this way. If it's coming from another source material with like those four strings of hair in front of his eye.
1: Uh, and that's fine. And I think there's ways to do it, but the wig, it was very, very clear that it was a wig. And so part of me thought that this was a deliberate choice to make like from a camp point of view, But he looks very, like, his design overall strikes me as some kind of weird, like, amalgamation of some, like, I don't know, like, heavy metal, dramatic, like, kiss, Motley Crue, something, Mm -hmm. like, like, cross, cross, uh, bread with... Like, I kind don't even know what it's like. His costuming, his hair, everything is a little bit weird. Dude
0: has um, not taken a shower or shampooed in a while, in
1: a long time, but it's also got like a weird glam rock vibe. His outfit and everything, I don't know. Um, so I'm sure you're right that this is probably the, the comma character. Um, maybe that's how it looked. Um, but it just felt it didn't feel very like put together. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. he just feels like he doesn't feel like a formidable enemy. He just is kind of like strange and gross.
0: Yeah, it's kind of goofy. I, I agree. But yeah. it doesn't feel formidable. That's probably the best uh, criticism is that it? it just feels kind of like a greasy nerd
1: (laughs) yeah honestly it's like he feels like he's cosplaying Mm -hmm. um maybe that's a better way to put it um and you know and i looked at i like i don't know that i saw the artwork i i looked at a little bit of the artwork for the comic or the graphic novel um and i would say like look carlin i think that they actually did a pretty good job with and there's some you know other characters but that are like pretty good um But Gorka is like the strange outlier. Uh, But then again, when they do show Draka later on, he's looking like a cleaner version of Gorka. So maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's the type of uh, Lord of the Night you become. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Uh, Yeah. So, but yeah, so this guy's name is Gorka. Well, we don't really know that. Tesla kind of expositions a lot of this the next day. Or later that night. Um, and she his really name is, doesn't like Gorka. She doesn't hide it at all. Uh, and this was another sort of plot thing that I was very much questioning because he can hear things that are being said around her. He can see through her eyes. But right. she constantly is like, I hate Gorka. I want to kill Gorka. Gorka enslaved me. If I kill him, I'll be free. Like not like just a litany of anti-Gorka stuff coming out of her mouth. And maybe because it still serves his purpose of bringing Harlan to him to so that he can kill the Dompier, which is his whole goal. He's like, yeah, you know, it, I'll let her just kind of run her mouth. And, you know, it's she's persuading them that she should be kept alive. And that way I could still tell what's going on. So there, there is like an argument for why she should be allowed to do this and why it's actually smart of her to do this if she's still an agent of Gorka the whole time. Right. But she's, it seems like she's just telling the truth. Also, she's just like, well, I really do hate it. Gorka.
1: And also, maybe he doesn't care because he still has complete control over her. So, he doesn't really think of her as a major player. She's just the tool that will get him Harlan in the dom. So, I think, you know, I agree and I was like, "Ah, I'm not sure about this. But then he just doesn't really care that much about that character other than to have her lead them to him. So, you know, and again, like, she doesn't really... She is doesn't seem to be all that formidable. And he he makes some comment about biting the hand that feeds you at some point. But again, he does his main goal is just to get to Harlan. So.
0: You know, yeah, all right. Well, so that was that was kind of my my one nitpick uh, about her. Uh, But that's also how she maintains her on life is by saying, oh, you know what? I'll uh, help you get the Night Lord. Um, He's a real big, bad vampire, and he doesn't care about being out during the day. I don't remember. Did she tell them all that after Stefan and the others left?
1: She told them like just before, and then suddenly it cut to them in the forest yeah. just after that. And then suddenly we see all the things that the Night Lord can do. He and... can do
0: a lot of things, it turns out. I was yeah. a little uh, surprised that all the soldiers left. I mean, not really. But Lazar and the other guy with the mustache who was quite recognized, who went with Lazar to get Harlan, some of the like, you know, more recognizable soldiers, the ones who weren't just wearing red berets.
1: Right. I thought that there would be more with them somehow.
0: Yeah. I guess it
1: was a little bit later, but I, I thought that there would be a little bit of a, you know. If you're going to stay with us and it's a real cause, it's bigger than this war. You know, I thought that's the with the play they were going to make, but they didn't Um, kind of got rid of everybody except
0: they cut it down Um, to the core cast (laughs) right away. And and Harlan sends Yuri away, which is to me also an act of uh, of love Mm -hmm. because he's like, look, I'm a target apparently for vampires. And so you need to get the hell out of here. But while I figure out my powers, thinking that he was sending him to safety, not calculating that Gorka, the Night Lord, could um, really just do whatever he wanted during daylight uh, to this military convoy, which goes goes quickly and badly. Yep. Uh, and- li- like literally everybody gets killed or, or turned or captured. Uh, yep. I did think the, the, the some of the visuals here of Michael, uh, David Morrissey just holding out his hand and looking, making a grimace with some a lot of effects going on around him it was kind of silly.
1: It was very silly. I mean, and again, I think it's meant to be silly. Um honestly, every time his character comes out or is shown and he's so dramatic, it makes me laugh. So I think it was I think this had to be on purpose. I think it it was. Um and then you've got the the sort of next section of this whole thing and this is like where the pacing Again, the pacing just felt a little bit too slow. Um, the movie as a whole was a bit around, it was like uh, like an hour and 50, maybe, which hmm. isn't too incredibly long, I guess. Um, but it just felt like this could have all been kind of mo- moved more quickly. And they do, I mean, they do a few things here where it's that um, once Harlan um, and Tesla. Um, and why do I keep, I keep forgetting. Emil emil i'll call him emil um they keep they decide that they're gonna go and and um get gorka because through tesla's visions they know that he has yuri um you know they they're all locked in this church and she can get them out pretty quickly but it's like they all sort of uh weapon up or go shopping or whatever and tesla has to get into this sunlight proof costume which was pretty funny
0: it's a pretty cool costume it's a great look it's, I like it, it and it is made amusing when she sashays uh, yeah. in it but like the it's like a balaclava with eye covers and a huge hooded uh, trench coat I thought it was pretty cool
1: yeah no, um, that I, good. and you know yeah. she they they kind of like you know give each other a hard time about it but um, he's like but your, anyway. your
0: outfit suits you
1: Right. Em-
0: Emil uh, being a being right. a nice guy,
1: um, and Emil like gets you know a ton of weapons and things like that. I guess that this is my other nit, which we always talk about. But even like when we saw the soldiers battling the vampires before, um, just the spray of gunfire that doesn't ever seem to hit anything or have any effect, um, they really make it seem like the vampires are just almost like impossible to kill but that shifts really quickly in this next piece of the movie in that sort of last section of the movie. This
0: tracks tracks with vampire movies. First act, they're impossible to kill. Second act, you figure out how to kill them. Third act, they go down like you mow them down, right?
1: Well, Uh, I actually really like the fact that Harlan is sort of inadvertently killing them, that he doesn't really know why. and So I kind of like that aspect a lot um well, but and also the idea of
0: putting like he cuts himself and they just put all the bullets in his blood and, yeah, that's, and that's actually a decent idea it's probably not super novel but it was cool enough and new enough to me that um i thought that was neat uh i was kind of surprised that they would work like days later like you know but I mean, sure
1: what is just magic it's okay yeah it's magic um, I'm more talking about the aim that just, you know, you're spraying and spraying and spraying bullets and they don't seem to hit anything. So, um, well, I it, mean,
0: in the first scene that he has with the uh, at the church, when Harlan's out in the streets by himself in the village, he shoots Bojan, Bojan, a whole yeah. bunch of times. And there's just that. What do you have against my shirt? Right. Um, Come back because you can see the bullets are hitting Bojan and uh, the puff of like it looks like a puff of dried blood is coming off of him.
1: Right, so that was, but again, you know, I think I loved the the sort of problem solving with, with the damn fear's blood and all that yeah. fun stuff. I thought yeah, that's that was pretty cool.
0: Uh, and then they go into the city, which was not named. Is it Sarajevo? We don't know. Uh, could be Prague, for all we know. And they wander in, and, and Emil's like, everybody else is trying to get out of here, and we're going in. Uh, and then they go to a market, and uh, things start exploding, but then quickly they get out of no more extras. We don't want any more extras. Get these. Yeah, I know.
1: They go. They go to a pretty abandoned place really quickly.
0: <laughs> like the city becomes just a bunch of giant abandoned factories, uh, fast, and that's where kind of the next few scenes unfold, including the reintroduction of some of their old buddies, like Lazar. And I thought Stefan was in this scene. Is he in this well, scene?
1: I thought he was.
0: Isn't he the one? Like I thought he got blown up by Emil with a with a bloody bullet.
1: Well, no, no, that wasn't him because um, Stefan's the one that tortures. Yeah, he him. comes
0: back later. I just wasn't. So we're thinking he's not in this attack.
1: Maybe not. It's Lazar
0: and some other soldier who um, kind of yeah. looked like him. Maybe. OK, because I thought that he, I thought he was the one attacking Emil. Um, and Emil pulls a like a another gun out of somewhere and and kills him late late no, in the scene. I mean,
1: when he uses the the bullet, it goes up through the body and like through the heart, and it's pretty. Yeah,
0: it blows like, him up right away. I yeah, just wasn't sure if suddenly there was like a oh, now he can revive the dead ones. No, okay, that's not happening.
1: Um, and then yeah, and then he and Tesla, um, end up in the same little torture thing with uh, Stefan. Gorka's messing with everybody's heads.
0: Showing Emil like his son.
1: And also, we should say that uh, Domfear, during the, the car ride into the city, um, has been having all these visions about
0: oh, right, yeah.
1: his father, about the witches. He never sees his father's face. And I think you're supposed to assume that Gorka is actually his father. Um, and then, you know, that's... It, it basically, Emil is like, hey, you blacked out for a while there. And, you know, so... That's that's a thing. Um, but but yeah, we see basically that they're all being sort of played by Gorka, that Gorka has all these powers. They're on his home turf. Um, and so the the sort of normal thing to separate everybody, but especially to separate Harlan um, from Emil and, and Tesla is important here to Gorka.
0: Yeah, so. I forget exactly the mechanism to separate them all out.
1: Well, I mean, Emil basically has the vision of his son, and, and Harlan just keeps going. He doesn't. They just even,
0: wander off from each he other. He doesn't
1: really go back for him. He just keeps going. Um, and
0: Tesla doesn't Tesla try to attack Gorka by herself?
1: She does. And yeah. then she's kind of put down or put out of commission um, and ends up in the torture chamber with Emil.
0: Well, there you go. And um, their torturer is none other than Stefan the vampire. He's still a jerk.
1: I mean, he is a jerk. And. This again, he plays up his jerk jerkiness.
0: How do you think they did this practical effect with the blowtorch and um, Frida Gustafsson's torso?
1: Um. Well, I mean, I don't think that there was actually flame there. I think they probably added that in, in post. It
0: looks. It looks real. It looks so real. AJ it looks Conrad.
1: Cool. It looks good. Um, and she got really red, and she got very that. red. Um, so I think that's how they probably did it. Um, but it is a good effect, and it was a good idea in terms of like vampire torture. Mm-hmm. So I thought that this was a pretty effective see- scene, but I also like the teamwork that Emil and Tesla show here. And Emil has been like giving Tesla a hard time from the get go, like really, you know, and rightly so, very skeptical of her. Um, calls of the
0: beast a lot, I think.
1: Yeah, quote like, like very skeptical of her help. Um and Harlan actually is sort of like, well, you know, we we know like what she is and we can't trust her. He's like, but you know, she's gonna lead us to him, so who cares? Um so weirdly, Harlan and, and Gorka kind of have a similar point of view about Tesla, which is they're just gonna use her for their own means. And Yeah, but
0: Harlan Harlan also saved her and she has expressed gratitude to him for saving her life.
1: Yeah, and I think he's fine with that, but he's not, you know, um, I don't know. He's fine with her, but, you know, they especially set up the rivalry or the and the yeah. you know,
0: It the, does feel like on the during the travel montage stuff, though, that they are getting closer. They don't really trust her. No. Uh, and, and, you know, Gork, not Gork, uh, Emil from the beginning has been set up as like a warlord in a way. Like I he's guess. he's like a scary bad guy. But he hasn't actually done anything that scary or bad.
1: Well, um, and also he's the one that the reason why he doesn't want them to leave the village. I mean, he threatens that once command hears about their desertion, that they're going to be in trouble. Right. But he also says this is more important than what we're doing because all these village Look at how the slaughter that happened here. We have to stop it. So he's got a little bit of a like not an anti-hero but i guess a little bit but um he he's definitely not totally in this just because he's you know of the chain of command or whatever so um but, but but they really set up the the sort of conflict between him and tesla and his distrust of her but then in this they completely like wipe away that particular issue there's no dissonance at all they work as a team and in fact in the end like he uh, he lets her drink his blood, so yeah. he's really gone over to the dark side. Um, I do like the the choreography here. I thought the torture of Tesla, but then also the torture of Emil was done pretty well. Like like Stefan just like basically sticks his hand into his side. Though how he would have survived that, maybe he just missed all major organs because <laughs>
0: it goes pretty deep. It's it like goes pretty deep. It's gross. Several uh, inches and several fingers uh, are going into his. Right. Torso.
1: Um, but I really loved like the choreography here with how Tesla takes down Stefan. Um, it's pretty, pretty well done with pulleys and chains and she manages to get him hoisted up. Um, and then Emil takes him out with his, uh, his own blowtorch, the blowtorch. Oh, that's right. They set them all on fire. Um, but so I thought that was pretty good. And then, you know, we see we see that this happens to them. But then the final scene is the ultimate scene with harlan and gorka and i mean we all knew this was going to happen but the big reveal that yuri has been turned is like kind of obvious
0: yeah but it yeah okay so knowing that that's like a very predictable outcome for yuri it's still super messed up of Gorka to be like, now you're going to have to kill your friend, and not because you're trying to, just because he's going to try and kill you, but in doing I, so, will kill himself. That's,
1: you I, know, that's honestly, that's yep.
0: pretty devious.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. But he's still, like, very cartoonish, Gorka, so it's, yeah, it's sad, and, you know, and 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 Yuri, at the end of it, is basically like, Grateful, because he doesn't want to live like this. And he hates himself for being forced into this position. And, I mean, so that's that's kind of heartbreaking. But there's also, like, you know, I did de- I definitely think there's like a heart that whole trope where it's like, kill me because you want to put that person out of the misery. It's very much the why you why you do the the nail in the brain to your loved one if they're bitten in a zombie film. Mm. so, you know, Harlan basically takes care of business with Yuri but he's really pissed about it <laughs> and upset about it understandably yeah. so
0: and then he tries to fight Gorka gets his ass kicked for for probably too long uh and then and then has a like he kind of dies Emil and Emil and Tesla come in and uh try to like basically just distract Gorka for I don't know 10 seconds and that's when uh long
1: and boring battle scene I thought it was yeah. boring
0: Harlan, though, is kind of dead, has another vision of his papa, uh, Papa Draca, who then mm. just says, like, listen to your blood, believe in yourself, Neo, you are the one. Um,
1: Harry it, Potter, you're coming back to life.
0: <laughs> and Harlan believes and his heart, there's some graphics with his heart doing things. Uh, and then it's, he stands up.
1: It's the the blood of Draka coming through him and coming his- on
0: through. But the thing is, Gorka's already said that he kicked Draka's ass five hundred years ago. So you're like, why is the blood of Draka watered down in the blood of Velma, who is um, Harlan's mom's name, by the way? Velma. Why is this going to be the thing that
1: of Scooby Doo?
0: No. Well, we can maybe. Maybe
1: Um, (laughs) that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) The
0: the, uh, Benelli Cinematic Universe has lots of tie-ins with the Mystery Machine. Either way, so suddenly he's more powerful. Uh, Gorka's like weird red and black uh, ranged attacks no longer work, so he has to get in close and fight in melee with Harlan. And Harlan's just able to do his lay-on-hands thing, which kind of kills him, as I recall. Or, yeah, he punches him once, and there's like a hole in his stomach um, from David Morrissey. Uh, and so the fight ends. David Morrissey turns into a scary skeleton version of himself. That was a pretty good effect.
1: And has like a crazy speech about seeing the the glory of death that the Domphir allowed him to do that. It's very Yeah, odd.
0: he kind of foreshadowed that earlier when he was like, I don't know what death feels like. <laughs> Said that to some idiot. I don't forget who he was killing at the time. I was like, Oh son, you can't say that in a movie. You're gonna definitely know what death feels like by later on. And right. he does.
1: Um, and then after Gorka dies, they go and explore the castle a little bit. This and- is
0: when I started to fall asleep.
1: <laughs> and for sure. This is like a little too, I don't know, just like a lot of.
0: They're just really trying to set up that sequel.
1: And this is the the really, the it, I agree with you. This is just like, okay, move it along a little bit and we can figure this out really quickly. But anyway, they go through a whole thing where they find a secret passage down to a secret library with a book. Um, really
0: beautifully illustrated book.
1: Um, very like, and there was a very funny comment from Emil because, um, Harlan said, Oh, this must have, this used to belong to my dad. This used to be my dad's castle. And Emil was like, Well, I guess you're definitely because it looks like you all are ugly or something yeah. terrible yeah. like that. And
0: ugliness runs in your family yeah. or something. Wow. Um, Emil, dick move.
1: And then there's like a really close shot of Harlan where it's like, basically, we shall continue this war or something like that. And then, I thought it was over at this point, but no.
0: no, still not over.
1: Still not over. Then it flips, cuts to Draka in front of Velma's grave with the weird three witches behind him and some cryptic sentence that the Domfear has chosen. And the witches are like, but no, he may not have chosen to support you. And then Draka's like, but we shall see and we shall continue my war. And it's just like incredibly funny. Um, (laughs) So um but that is actually the end at that point um
0: sort of (laughs) yeah until the next next movie if they make another one i kind of hope they do uh it you know it's been a while since we've had an underworld series even though that wasn't amazing at all times uh it was still entertaining this could be entertaining
1: I will say, I mean, I might just pick up the graphic novel to check it out. Um, I'm looking
0: but- at all the covers on on like good. a you know image search right now, and yeah, these this looks like. I mean, I don't know if the inside is as good as the cover art, but wow, yeah, it looks
1: pretty good. Um, but it's you know it is a uh, um, it, I think you'd have to get the obviously the uh, English translation, um, because most of what I'm seeing is not in English, so. Maybe there are different versions of it, but um, uh, yeah, um. But anyway, I I totally be game for for um for for reading some of these. Um, it's very um, the artwork is a little bit older school, but like there's some really good things in here, so I might check it out. Check yeah. out. a couple
0: of these. Definitely um, could be could be cool.
1: It actually looks a little a tad Walking Dead the way they handled some of it so um so anyway going on from there uh, going, um, what shall we talk uh, like i think i would watch the sequel to this i just wish the pacing was a little faster um but it was kind of fun to watch um yeah. overall I, I kind of enjoyed watching it although admittedly on the faster speed i'm curious to, to hear what other people think about that um they might judge me which i it's fine too um but um, anything else for you to add, or that you want to add?
0: No, I I, w- I want to make a pitch for what we should ca- talk about on the next uh, episode, which right, is go. the uh, zombie movie *Herd*, which we have talked about and is now available on Amazon Prime. Here, let's do it. Yeah, um, I yeah, I'm with you, HJ. Uh, this was entertaining enough; um, it kept me occupied on the airporter as I was sitting on that thing for like four hours yesterday. Uh, yesterday was just a long travel day, so a little bit of uh, Dompier really, you know, lifted it up, even if I did start to snooze toward the end. Um, so thank you for coming along and uh, listening to this review slash recap of Dompier that we uh, got to do here on Reanimated. We'll be back next time to herd some zombies or maybe to be herded by them. We'll find out. Um, and so thanks for listening. Uh, please give us a uh, review on your podcast listening device of choice or platform. You can also email us at reanimatedpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can see all of our episodes online at reanimated.podbean.com. Thank you very much.
1: And thank you for listening. Until next time. Ciao.